Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is December the 28th, and while it is a little cloudy here where I am, it has stopped raining, and I am so excited about what is to come in today's show. Today, we celebrate the third principle of Kwanzaa which is Ujima, and it is the principle of collective work and responsibility. And as we light this green candle today on the day of Emoja, I want you all to remember as it's lit, how we can utilize Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space to help those glowing candles symbolize the flicker that means we are collectively responsible for our financial destination and achievements. And so as we move forward in our show, we are going to do a quote uh, from myself. And I need our community to understand that the wealth gap is so big and so wide that something short of a miracle has got to happen to give families of colors where they need to be. And again, that's a quote by me. And you can find those by just Googling Naja Roberts quotes, and you'll come up with a couple of different websites. And there's a lot of quotes there from me. And I'm going to start delving in the quote space. And so I'm enjoying this and I hope that you are enjoying it as well. As we look at uh, Bitcoin and the principles of Kwanzaa, I want to first First, bring your attention to what I'm really feeling in my spirit. I've been on a lot of conference calls this morning, a little bit tired of, from my family activities of the late, uh, but just really talking to our community about how we pull together and make things happen because I've got a real gut feeling that 2023 is going to be an incredible year. And while I am super excited to have 2022 in the rear view mirror, 2023, in my opinion, looks like or feels like we are going to have a Bitcoin price explosion because Bitcoin has really been on the tear up lately with all the different fiascos that have been happening, people filing bankruptcy. And for most folks, they don't understand how companies go belly up and how it really doesn't affect the industry as a whole. It definitely has and makes some ebbs and flows, but I believe that Bitcoin is going to do some incredible things in 2023. And so I'm preparing uh, myself as well as you to get where you need to be with what you need to have. And so I ask you the question, is Bitcoin actually posed or poised to explode similar to how it did in the late 2020, the year of 2020? Let's explore since... 
It is globally traded. It's an asset that is all over the world. It is difficult to really understand what factors actually contribute to the increase or the decrease in the Bitcoin price. And we've talked about news and different people adopting it, different companies are countries adopting it, individuals that are using it as legal tender. All of those things play into the price point. But one of the biggest things I have to keep reiterating is that every four years, Bitcoin experiences a supply shock called a halving. And that's spelled H-A-L-V-I-N-G. And they experience, or we experience the having in which the block subsidy for Bitcoin miners gets cut in half. And so there was a May 2020 having from September 2020 to March 2021, Bitcoin moved violently upward from 10,000 to 64,000. And we are experiencing some historic things in this Bitcoin space. Um, and it is really looking great. And I'm going to say that because in the background, I'm going to share with you a couple of companies while all this chaos was going on they secretly slid in and bought themselves not dogecoin not xrp not ethereum they bought themselves some bitcoin ladies and gentlemen and so when we come forward we're going to talk about some of the things that are happening uh that you need to know about so when we come forward we'll get into the conversation because we've got a lot to talk about this is kbla talk 1580 in a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing some historic things, some historic levels of what I call accommodative central bank policies. And we saw all this physical stimulus that was pushed into the economy. And it's still happening. In case you all haven't heard, there are a lot of corporations that are getting the ERC credits. It's employee retention credits for keeping their employees throughout COVID. So there's a lot of money that communities of business owners are actually able to pull in right now. And so money is still being pumped in the economy. It's not just coming through the communities like we saw during COVID, but it's coming on a bit of a higher level, but a lot of it is coming to the tune of about $26,000 per employee that some of these business owners are actually getting for having retained their uh, employees throughout COVID. So with that, when the amount of money is actually generated and pushed out and the amount of newly issued Bitcoin, it, it has been cut in half from 2020 um, from 1800 a day to 900 
a day, it is critically important that we understand supply versus demand. And as we keep going back and forth between money and why money is losing its value because they're continuing to push it out into the market and how Bitcoin has cut its supply in half, you'll start to understand why Bitcoin is a better form of money because of its scarcity, because of the ability to hold something or or acquire something that literally, ladies and gentlemen, holds its value, not like you think, because I think I know that money and the and the price of it for most people tend to be what we look at as value. But I am telling you that technology is going to supersede anything coming down the line just based on the fact that so much money is still being pushed into our economy to hold things up. That being said, Bitcoin not only responds to a strong supply shock, but Bitcoin responds to demand shock as well unlike the supply shock which are predetermined every 210,000 blocks now let me just put a pin in it right there so I can help you understand that Bitcoin has this technology called the blockchain and every 210,000 blocks meaning uh, I don't want to say transactions because I don't want to miss you up mix you up but every time there are a certain amount of blocks that are closed that cannot be opened where our transactions are stored and that roughly happens every four years the demand shock is really difficult to predict but if we look at the last four years and then the four years before that and then the four years uh, I was going to say the four years before that, which I can because it's right at 12 years. Um, Bitcoin has had a substantial move. And so we're understanding how that predictability is playing out because it's happened twice before. In late 2020, following the supply shock from the halving, Bitcoin experienced a major demand increase from Michael Saylor and MicroStrategy. And I want you all to kind of listen and listen for those names, especially Michael Saylor's name and MicroStrategy name as you're listening to CNN, CNBC, Fox News, whatever you're listening to, because he began buying billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Since then, MicroStrategy has continued to purchase billions and of billions of dollars over the last year and a half. But Michael Saylor did something very interesting. And I'm going to tell you, I watch Michael Saylor and MicroStrategy because I want to see how and what he's doing for his community so that we can do it for ours. And so in the last two months, while all this chaos was going on and people's attention was diverted uh, to Mr. Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX debacle, his company was secretly buying Bitcoin. But I need you to catch this.
not when I get around the corner right now. I want you to catch this. They bought 2,500 Bitcoin for $45 million in the last two months. But what they did as well was they sold some Bitcoin. So let me help you understand this strategy from this company called MicroStrategy and Mr. Michael Saylor. Remember I talked about your Bitcoin being in self-custody. That means you control it. You hold it in your private wallet. You have access to it at all times. No one else controls it because you have your private keys, your seed words, whatever it is you need to get into that cold storage device. Well, when you put that Bitcoin into your wallet, you should typically know which transactions in are different from the last transactions in and you can go into your wallet and it helps you see that in February 2020 you put a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin in your wallet but then in June of 2020 you put two hundred dollars in your wallet you can see these transactions because there is what we would uh, consider a transaction log inside of your wallet that you can look at and you can pretty much understand when and how you put that Bitcoin in there that now adds up to $300. That being said, MicroStrategy went into their wallets. They found out what Bitcoin they bought when Bitcoin was about 60,000 or even 50,000 or 40,000 and they sold all of that Bitcoin into the market so that they could write it off as a loss. Now, that's brilliant. And then what they did is came back and bought cheaper priced Bitcoin. And that's his strategy. That's the way that he is creating a massive amount of money for those individuals that are investing with him in MicroStrategy. And again, they have a ticker symbol. They're on the stock market, all of these different things. But what I'm sharing with you is everyone has a different strategy and he is playing the long game and he's doing it quite well. And so with that, last Thursday, they sold about 700 and I'm saying about, but we can look on the blockchain and see it. His company sold 704 Bitcoin. He made or he accepted $11.8 million on the premises that a loss on this transaction would actually offset his previous capital gains. Again, he's playing chess, not checkers. He understands what needs to happen. But then he turned around on Saturday and bought 810 Bitcoin. Remember, he sold 704 that Thursday, but he bought them back. Uh, he bought 810 Bitcoin back for a whopping 13.6 million. So he spent about. Uh, two million more than he had sold them, and he brought back almost a hundred and six 
more Bitcoin than he had previously. This brings his total holdings of Bitcoin up to 132,500 Bitcoin. That's what he holds in his wallet, self custody. It is not on an exchange. It is in his private cold wallet or the cold wallet that is owned by MicroStrategy. And again, he is really playing chess with this thing. He is understanding coming out of Wall Street, how he should be able to acquire and make things happen for his company. And so this sale last week marks the first time that MicroStrategy had ever sold any of its Bitcoin since it, they began buying it back in 2020. In some, since November 1st, the company added about 2,500 Bitcoin to its holding, spending about a net $44.6 million. This is a great thing that he's doing. He's actually teaching me something. Uh, I don't think that I have enough Bitcoin to go and play this game, but this is something for us to think about as we move forward, as we learn what our individual strategies are for ourselves, for our families and all of those things. But I wanted to just bring this to your mind so that in the back of your mind, you can be thinking about ways to leverage and Possibly, if you need to uh, write off, and I don't think we're going to have to write off capital gains because we're not a corporation and we've not sold any of our Bitcoin. But MicroStrategy has other things going on, which cause them to be uh, in a position where they need to take care of capital gains for maybe some other things. And so I believe that this sale of Bitcoin was a way for him to do it, but it was a way for him to also buy back more at a lower uh, cost and again get more but since MicroStrategy is doing these things not only that other institutions and even sovereign countries like El Salvador are continuing to buy up Bitcoin so I am saying this to you because I want to make sure that as a community we're understanding why we're dollar cost averaging a small amount consistently getting rid of the volatility and acquiring as much as we can before this next having comes which happens to be in 2024 when we roll over into 2023 we're going to have about a year and about four months because i don't know when the 210th thousand block is actually going to happen and nobody does we're all watching we have a watch party we had a great time in 2020 in our homes watching the 210th block come in we didn't know if it was going to happen in a couple hours a day or whatever but we had a long watch party which was pretty fun and i'm i'm suspecting we're going to do the same thing for 2024 but the only difference is we're going to hold a lot more bitcoin in our 
community than we did in 2020 because now we know better we do better and I like to bring these types of things up to our community because sometimes again it takes other communities other billionaires other people in this space doing something to give us a hint or give us some sort of um, feeling that we're doing the right thing because just talking about it doesn't all the time help. But when you see other people are doing it, then you know that you're doing the right thing. And so just so your mind is at ease, you know that the El Salvadorian president has been dollar cost averaging with his company reserves in the same way Michael Saylor has in the same way that we have. And we have all been accumulating more Bitcoin. uh, And I'm excited about that. And the increased, increased adoption that is occurring right now when Bitcoin is doing all these funky things, the price is down, the price is up, but it's moving sideways. And I told you it was going to do this and hopefully it'll do it for a little more time to give us good reason to continue to stack just a little bit more Bitcoin as we go. But I want you uh, to really be convicted and educated long-term buyers and start really seeing that you need to be holding and watching what those smart individuals that are doing that are in the know because they understand the financial system and what is about to come. And I'm hoping now that you're realizing how important it is to hold. Now, again, I don't have enough Bitcoin to play that sell uh, some Bitcoin and buy back in and all of those things, because I think it would cost me more to do that. But when you're playing with billions of dollars, you can afford to do that. But um, I just wanted to bring that to you so then we can walk into the crypto conversation as it relates to Ujima, which is our third principle. When we come forward, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in this crypto conversation after news, traffic, and sports, we are going to talk about why Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency community plays into Ujima. This is KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to gear with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Less BS per broadcast. Fewer microaggressions per megawatt. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Now, as we get into the third principle of Kwama, Kwanzaa, excuse me, which is Ujima. I wanted to make sure that you understand how this principle of collective work and responsibility falls in the hands of us in this cryptocurrency space, teaching Bitcoin. And so as we light this green candle tonight with our families and once the flame is lit, the glow of the candle actually symbolizes a flicker, as I stated before, and what is meant to be collectively responsible for our achievements as well as our setbacks. And we all have to take responsibility for any part we play in anything as it relates to our financial health. And so if we've made the wrong choices, we need to be responsible for that. If we've been put 
in a particular situation, someone else needs to take responsibility for that. But now that we know better, we have to do better family. And this Ujima principle holds us responsible for changing our financial trajectory forever. And I am standing on this principle every day as I share collective work in the community. And so how does this play out today with this third principle? So maybe you're at home with your family and there's a room that you needed to remodel, or maybe there's even a room you just need to clean up. Or you need to paint a porch or do something collectively with your family. You should be finding a product or project that you and your loved ones can work on together. And I will say to you that because of the climate that we're in, the project that you and your loved ones should be working on together is your financial health, your financial portfolio. I think that is the best thing that you can do right now in this time. This is a time and moment that will never ever happen again. And you've got to make sure that you are in the right place at the right time doing the right things. And this is that moment. And I want to say that in this space, there is a very good group of individuals that have always worked together collectively to ensure that our community is pushing forward on the financial space as it relates to this digital revolution. And that being said, there is a group of us that have always come together collectively after we take care of our household you know, as always, you know, you do home first, but you work on and with community as well. We've come together collectively under this principle to make sure and ensure that our community is grading, getting good information. So at this time, I would just like to tip my hat and say thank you for the tireless work that those of us that have worked collectively together for our community have done in this cryptocurrency space because a lot of times you know our work goes unnoticed and I just this morning was talking about my campaign to really show this world that black people know Bitcoin too. So when they're having these conferences and different things, call some of us, we know about Bitcoin as well and we shouldn't be overlooked. But back to our collective work, there are a group of us that came together over the last year and a half and I really feel that we're instrumental, all of us, not just me, we're all responsible for the fabulous education that our community received Although our group is no longer together on a whole, I just want to take this year because we were working collectively in 2022, but 2023, you know, God moves us forward. The most high has different plans for people, but I want to publicly say thank you to each and every one of the individuals uh, that worked alongside me, alongside Lamar and uh, Dr. Shalair, Ryan, Charlene, Black Regal, Granny Crypto, Natalie, Jacoby, Randall, and um, we've just done an 
an incredible job, in my opinion, of working collectively together to push our agenda to educate our community forward. And can't forget CJ, the smart guy. Uh, but all of us have a part to play and we all have to be responsible with making sure that our community is understanding what needs to happen in the next five to 10 years. And so that's where the collective work comes in and the responsibility, the collective responsibility. And it's okay for us to extend goodwill into our community sometimes. And I'm going to say, because this has been a rough year and I can actually say not necessarily to the detriment, but to whom much is given, much is required, much is definitely expected and I'm here for that charge and so are some of those other individuals that I just um actually named I know you know having a conversation with Isaiah Jackson as well one of those individuals um we are all on a path to really come together and do something for our community. So our business is to help someone else, help our community all across this United States to do something uh, different with their money and understand because we're looking out for our neighbors because as we know, our favorite, uh, well, one of my favorite quotes that I always throw out from the Bible is one for your brother, what you want for yourself. So if you see a good movie or you're eating some good food from a good restaurant, you tell everybody about it. So why aren't you telling people or telling your neighbor or telling your friends and family just stack $6 a week, $6 a month, $6 a year, whatever that looks like, want for your brother what, what you want for yourself. And that allows us to take whatever um, social responsibility um, that we play for extending good knowledge and good something that's good for them not necessarily right now because the price is not jumping up we're not trying to get rich quick but when we do see and realize the price of bitcoin in five to ten years we will have helped each other and we can solve a lot of problems ladies and gentlemen if our economics are right big or small by just working together saving together and stacking satoshis together so as you know i support collective work and collective responsibility with crypto blockchain plug crypto kids camp the digital financial revolution tour that we do every every year going to 41 cities and we will see you in 2023 in a hood near you which is an integral part of our digital revolution movement um, we partner with any nonprofits, anyone that you know that needs financial literacy, please reach out to me. I'm here for it. This is what we do. This is what we're going to do. And our volunteers, those individuals that work for us, our workshops, everything that we do are designed to help our community collectively. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, 
we will jump into the price, let you all know what Bitcoin and a couple of the other coins are doing because it's important to not really keep up with it, but just understand how the the cryptocurrency space has ebbs and flows. This is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk, Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. So as we look at the market update, Bitcoin right now is trading at sixteen thousand five hundred and eighteen dollars. It is down in the last hour 056 percent. It is down. In the last 24 hours, 0.95%. And in the last seven days, it is down 1.5%. So uh, Ethereum is all red across as well. It's trading at about an $1,188, down 0.54% in the last hour, down 1.7% in the last 24 hours, and down 1.8% in the last seven days. So as you always will hear come from my mouth, Bitcoin is on sale. It is definitely on sale. I'm not saying this is the lowest it is going to get, but it is definitely on sale right now. And uh, as we stack our Satoshis in just a few minutes, I will get more Satoshis today than I did yesterday because the price is down. And so that's how I get rid of the volatility. We are going up and down with the prices. And as I scroll and look through all of the other coins right now, ladies and gentlemen, I am seeing red across the board. And typically, other cryptocurrencies in some shape, form, or fashion follow and mimic Bitcoin. So since they're mimicking Bitcoin, why have anything else? Have the real deal Holyfield and not something that mimics Bitcoin. And so I'm looking through here and I haven't even seen anything that's relevant that's in the green. And if they do have some green, it's maybe for one category. But other than that, we're in the red. And so the market is still reacting to what we call a crypto winter uh, when the price of Bitcoin is lower than it has been in the past and it has dropped substantially from where it was at 69,000 when everybody was super excited but again we've been here before we've seen this and we understand what to do and how to hold our position and position ourselves a little bit better as we look at the market cap now this is where I would have to say that we have fallen substantially the amount of money that has been in the cryptocurrency space for the last year or two has been around two trillion with the T, two trillion dollars. But right now there is only seven hundred and ninety eight billion dollars invested in cryptocurrencies. And that's all of the cryptocurrencies collectively. And that spread across all twenty two thousand one hundred and thirty eight cryptocurrencies that are listed on coin 
market cap. And so what we are seeing is dominance. And I used to actually put my portfolio together based on what they call dominance. And that means what are people actually holding? We don't know who is holding it, but looking at the blockchain, we can tell that 40% of all this money, this $798 billion is being held in Bitcoin. And 18% of that is being held in Ethereum. And so what I used to do in the past, and and I haven't done this probably since 2020, but I used to hold 40% of my Bitcoin in uh, whatever this this number was at the top. That's what I used to do because I didn't have anything else to gauge. So I would have 40% of my Bitcoin, uh, 40% in Bitcoin, 18% in Bitcoin, and then I'd have all these other coins. But I've since got a lot smarter, smarter because I've lost a lot of coin. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to jump in to our daily dollar cost averaging. We're going to talk about our ledger and me one, two, three, and we're going to get back into it. This is KBLA. Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are getting into a time where, again, self-custody is being talked about by our legislators as well as people that own these cryptocurrency exchanges. Much of what I have been talking about and my colleagues in the black community have been talking about for the last two to three years. I mean, we've been screaming from the hilltops. Nobody heard us until recently. Well, I don't even think they're acting like they heard us. They're acting like they've got a novel idea going on right now. When I read some of these articles, I'm thinking, really, are you guys kidding me? They are totally skating past the fact that we've been talking to our community about self-custody for the longest. So if you're interested in learning how to move your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency off these exchanges into your own cold storage wallet, which means self-custody, please uh, join me on next, the Friday after next, the first Friday in January, where we will be doing the Ledger and Me 123. That Ledger and Me is going to be on Friday, January the 6th, and we will be on a Zoom helping everyone transfer their Bitcoin, their cryptocurrency off these exchanges into your own wallet. We're going to make sure that you do that without feeling a little bit sick at the stomach because you're moving some Bitcoin. Of course, there are specific ways that we do this to ensure that you don't lose any Bitcoin or lose your coin. And so that's what Ledger and Me123 is about. If you need to order a ledger or you need to register for the course, Please go to NajaRoberts.com forward slash ledger, L-E-D-G-E-R, and you can get signed up there. And I am going to be on my anticipatory tiptoes to help you get that done in about a week and two days. So I'm excited about that. If you have any other questions or comments or anything that you would like to share with me, please feel free to go on NajaRoberts.com and really make sure that you get with me so I can 
answer some of the questions that you have. I just was able to see some of the comments and questions and hopefully everyone is getting exactly what they need. If you haven't heard back from me, uh, some things may have gone into spam, but I am here for you. I want to make sure that I answer those questions on air and to the couple of people that are veterans that reached out to me yesterday, I gave you the information for Charles and his veterans organization. And I hope that you're able to get fruitful and make some things happen with what they are offering our community uh, by way of veteran benefits in this cryptocurrency space as well. And so I'm excited about that program. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to do our daily dollar cost average where we take out our Black Wall Street wallet and purchase $6 worth of Satoshis. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin. Like there are a hundred pennies in a dollar, there are a hundred million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. So you don't need to pay for an entire Bitcoin. You can get an increment our small incremental piece of Bitcoin. And we do that every single day through dollar cost averaging because I believe a DCA a day keeps poverty away, ladies and gentlemen. So please do that on the Black Wall Street wallet. I want to thank you for rocking with me here on the crypto, on ahead of the crypto curve where we are creating Satoshi millionaires one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. This is Naja Roberts, and we are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. This is KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.